Welcome to Creativity and Soul with Jade. I'm your host, Jade Chung, and I'm an art therapist, intuitive healer, and integrative trauma coach. I help women heal their mind, body, and soul so that they can expand into a creatively led life that feels embodied, expressive, and authentic. In this podcast, we are exploring all of the different ways, avenues, opportunities, and concepts that are going to help you embark on your journey into becoming the truest version of yourself. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to finally drop this episode for you guys. This is my incredible, incredible conversation with Maria Henning. Maria is a human design and gene keys expert whose work I absolutely love. Um, She is a coach in the online space and she is a reader and Honestly, (laughs) her wisdom and her knowledge in this field is really unparalleled. And this was just such an eye-opening conversation for me. (laughs) So many nuggets. The Gene Keys is something that I have heard a lot about, um, but I have never heard it as simply explained and as beautifully explained as Maria does in this episode. So if you have ever wanted a little breakdown of what the Gene Keys are, how you can really start to apply it to your life, if you've ever wondered how your energetic blueprint, how your human design, if you know your human design, how that can be applied to really thinking about your purpose, really thinking about how you might live a life that is really aligned with vision, with purpose, and with what you're here to do and how you're here to do it. It is really, really powerful stuff. And I cannot wait for you to listen, to digest this. And of course, if you want to find more information, if you want to get in touch with Maria, if you want to have a reading done by her with her, you can find all of her information down on in the show notes. (laughs) And yeah, let's hop into this conversation. I am so excited for you to get into it. All right, I'm so excited for this conversation today. We're talking all about Gene Keys, all about human design, and it's just such a mystery world to me. So Maria, I am so excited for you to just bring your knowledge here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Like I was telling you before we started recording, one of my favorite things is introducing this very strange system to new people. So strange, Mm. but also simple and magical. So I'm super happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Will you tell the community a little, just, I guess, like a little basic 101 on your journey, how you got here, what you do, obviously, and then we can kind of like go into the nitty gritty a little bit. Yeah, happy to. So hi, I'm Maria Henning. I'm originally from Venezuela and I moved to Houston when I was seven. And I have, yeah, I've been super interested in quite a few things as a kid. And one of those was always like uh, spirituality and sort of science. I ended up going to school for marine science at Boston University. And uh, I, I'm now realizing part of my journey was the was Pluto in Capricorn. Um, it Essentially, once Pluto went into Capricorn, which for me is like in the house of my spirituality, I really started to play with spirituality a lot and sort of like denounce the Catholic church, which I was raised in coming from Venezuela. I like became vegetarian and I went really deeply into like a personal development journey. So at 14, I was like arguing with my parents about like why they should be atheists and like reading philosophy books and things like that. And once I graduated, I ended up graduating, like I said, um, I studied marine science uh, at Boston University. Once I graduated, I sort of knew that I wanted to be Um, an entrepreneur of some kind. I mean, you don't go to school for marine science to like have a nine to five, right? Like I knew I was going to do something like quite different. Took me a few years to figure it out. I was um, working in small businesses, startups, doing graphic design, doing digital marketing, all things that would then like really help me when I started my business. And so about four years after I graduated, finally went full in on starting a coaching business because I had, like I said, spent the last, you know, since 2008 at that point, however long that, how many years is that? That's like 12 years 
of like personal development and coaching and seminars. So I figured I could do it too. And during my coaching business journey, like right at the beginning of it, I decided I wanted to get like a certification, you know, to really, you know, even though I had picked it up naturally, you know, you're also a natural in your profile, right? So we sort of pick things up. We don't really need to learn it necessarily, like get into the theory necessarily. We just sort of do it quickly and easily. But I was like, you know what? I do want a certification. And the certification that I ended up being really drawn to was a human design and gene keys coaching certification back in 2020. And so since then, which so now we're like four years after that fact, I've only really been interested in human design and gene keys, which was like a total sort of yeah, surprise to me. I wasn't expecting to like, you know, get into this. There were many points during my spiritual journey where I really like shut down my spirituality and I sort of like laughed at like astrology and things like that. I was very science focused for a few of those years. And now I'm basically an astrologer. So um, it's just fun to like see, see the journey. So yeah, since 2020, I've had, I've run my own coaching business. And since most of, most of it, there are only a few months of it really coaching. Most of it has been human design and gene keys focused. So that's a little bit about me. Wild. What a journey. Can you, before we get into it, how, yeah. tell us, tell us about what, like, what was the draw to human design and gene keys? Like, what did it feel in the body? Like what, what was it mm. out of all the coaching certifications? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so as someone who was always very interested in finding out who I was, which if you know about human design, open G center, right? So don't, don't know who I am. Don't have a certain sense of identity. I was always very drawn to things like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and like any sort of personality test that could like tell me about me. And I liked astrology, but it seemed, I wasn't learning, I think from the right people. And so many people get turned off from astrology because they see just like little horoscopes and they're like, that's not me. And like, you know, there's so many astrology meme accounts nowadays, which I love because it helps people to find astrology and human design and gene keys more. But a lot of times you're because because we're not getting into the depths of it, people might be like, oh, I don't resonate with this and then sort of mm. discard it, which is also how I felt like I felt like astrology was hard for me to sort of grasp and like hard for to, for me at first because I, I again, I wasn't I wasn't learning from someone who could who was saying it in a simple and understandable way. I felt like it was hard to like apply it to me. And so the draw for human design was it took a, me a couple of times to like look into it. Like I heard someone say it on a podcast and I was like, what's, and they weren't even talking about human design. They were just interviewing uh, their people and they were like, what's your human design? What's your Enneagram? What's your whatever? And I heard human design and I was like, what is that? Um, I then heard it again, or rather saw it again when I took a a manifestation course um, and that you had to pull your human design to see what kind of manifester you are, which is not like source human design, but it was still, it's still a helpful interpretation. And that's when I first pulled the chart and I was like, what the heck? But what when it really drew me in is when I actually listened to someone describe like the human design types, mm-hmm. just as basic as that. And someone talk about a manifesting generator, which is the type that I am. Mm-hmm. And I never felt so like explained and understood and like mm-hmm. so perfectly described. And I was like, what is this? And so it was in that third time that I really was like, okay, there's obviously something here for me. And I know that you're a 3420 manifesting generator as well. I can see in your chart here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if, if for you discovering that you were a man- manifesting generator was also like super like, oh, you know, like eye opening, but that was for me, like what made all the difference in the system. So interesting. I feel like for me, I grew up in a family that really conditioned me to like finish everything you start finish everything you start and so it was like oh man I had this like perfectionist like override on like on my natural instinct and so I feel like I didn't really fully come into what I would say is like the manifesting generator type embodying it until maybe about like four years ago so like for a long time, I was just like suppressing it. You know, I had a lot of interests mm. and my parents were kind of like, no, you started this, you finished this. Um, and it wasn't until I like came into like the coaching space, I quit my job, my corporate job. And I came yeah. into the coaching space and I was like, oh, there's a whole world out here of like different modalities and things that I can learn and things I can teach and like what magic. And so it's been a longer Absolutely. journey for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Funny. We all have our own paths. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So yeah, we have in this podcast covered a little bit about human design, but Gene Keys, I feel like is a whole other world, like I kind of said already, a mystical world. 
So could you tell us a little bit about just like in rudimentary terms, the difference between <laughs> human design, gene keys? I know they kind of come from the same chart, but you know, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Happy to explain. So um, the way that the charts sort of stack up, it's we have like astrology at the bottom, <laughs> um, sort of with the I Ching also around the bottom there. Let's start, let's say the I Ching's at the bottom and then astrology is like right on top. The I Ching is an ancient Chinese divination text that uh, essentially describes 64 archetypes of change as and essentially says that anything in the universe can be described by these 64 archetypes. So we have these 64 archetypes and there's lots of beautiful sacred math as to how they come to be. Then we have sort of astrology on top. Then we have human design and then we have gene keys. It's sort of like the order of how they stack and sort of come about. So gene keys can't exist without human design because human design is what put astrology and the I Ching together. So that's not super rudimentary, but just so that you know, because you asked about like, does it? I did not know that. So now I know. Yeah, <laughs> that is now interesting. You know. Okay, it starts with yeah. the I Ching, and then it's like that's the foundation, and then it builds up. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. That at least that I see it, and also if we look at it chronologically, mm -hmm. that's also the way. Although, like, there's many different. Uh, there's <laughs> the the dates of when astrology like came to be and also when the I Ching came to be have like variants of like 10,000 years so it's hard to say which one necessarily came first but in terms of like how they stack they're sort of both at the beginning I say the I Ching comes first and then human design and then the gene key so I'll explain a little bit about how that comes together in a second but just for rudimentary purposes the difference between the two so human design think of the, the words right human design how your human was designed it's the design of your human so we're looking what the chart gives us is a, an energetic manual essentially a manual to how your body works to how your vehicle works is how it's described in human design your vehicle your yeah that's the word that they use so that's why in human design you get really helpful and practical terms like strategy right how you're meant to act or authority how you're meant to make decision in terms of which energetic center in your body is the authority that's why it's called authority that's why we have variable with things like your uh, digestion which is called determination or the environment your body likes to be in it's very much about your like physical vehicle and the energy of it all and how to use it correctly so that's what human design is giving you it's giving you the design of your human your energetic manual is how i describe it versus mm -hmm. the gene keys is giving you your hero's journey so it's essentially showing you the path that you're going to be on so you could see it as like a map so if you have both the vehicle manual and then the map then you have a way to navigate right you have something you have to navigate it in yeah and you're not putting like diesel in your gas car and like you know trying to shift gears when you have an automatic car you know that's why we like human design so much because it shows us not only how to navigate our vehicle or rather not only how to use our vehicle properly, but also what not to do. So like you and I discovering that we're manifesting generators, it's helpful to know that we're not manifestors, right? We're not here to initiate. We need to actually respond or, you know, for, for us, it's helpful to know that we're not, you know, projectors and that we're not here to, you know, we don't need to be invited in a certain way. Like there's just, it's helpful to know that contrast and the gene keys is really interesting because you can make it that hero's journey that path can be so 3d and very simple and very nitty-gritty and very obvious and you can make it as like mystical and fucking magical as you want it to be which is really cool because i think it really serves like everyone you know who might be interested in understanding like sort of the archetypes that they're going to encounter as they progress about their life and the thing that makes the gene keys really simple is that that path that hero's journey is split up into three paths specific three like sub paths are called sequences which looks mm -hmm. at your personal journey your relationship journey and your career journey so super simple right it's like me love and money like that's it you know me my relationships and my career so again with both of these systems we can make it really simple and really nitty-gritty or we can like go really really deep and the gene keys is way more like mystical and the and human design is way more like mechanical so that's the sort of playing between the two okay does that make sense <laughs> yeah 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 so in your work as a coach now and as a reader you're reading both and you're yeah. integrating it and looking at how one obviously like one individual, how their ecosystem 
is really working and how they should navigate. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, I'll just speak to astrology as well for those Mm -hmm. that are interested in astrology. What astrology is really helpful for is like our natal chart, which would be the sort of equivalent of like the human design chart or like the gene keys. Mm -hmm. It's called the hologenetic chart. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like what we're looking at with our natal chart in, in astrology is like these, you know, 12 areas of life and like the archetypes that they're ruled by and like where we might have like challenges, whatever. It's very similar to almost like the Gene Keys Golden Path. It's like these 12 areas of life or the 12 houses. And like, these are sort of the challenges that you're going to face and the gifts here and da, 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 da. It's just not as like step-by-step as the Gene Keys, you could say. But the magic of astrology is that it tells us what's going on in the current like cosmic weather, right? It's really helpful Um, to know mm -hmm. like the current transits and also future transits, so like prediction. So human design and Gene Keys don't get into transits or, you know, um, predictions in any sort of meaningful way. You know, the Gene Keys folks, they like to talk about like the gate that the sun is currently in, but that's it, you know, versus like astrologers like Pluto just shifted into Aquarius and like Mercury's (laughs) now conjunct Pluto and like, you know, which I fucking love. Uh, I'm currently in my astrology era so I'm learning a lot about astrology right now which is really cool Mm. but yeah in terms of like how I work with it with clients um, I actually ended up the most surprising of all ended up falling mostly in love with the gene keys which I did Mm. not know about until I got into the coaching certification because the coaching certification was um, I'm like out of breath uh, was a human design (laughs) and I know right Uh, It was a human design and gene keys coaching certification. And I just joined because it had human design in it. And I was the type of coaching I was doing was self-trust and intuition coaching. And so I really was like, how the the heck am I going to like tell people to trust themselves or or coach women on how to trust themselves if I can't give them their specific strategy and their specific Mm -hmm. authority? Mm -hmm. I can't tell this. My first client was a freaking reflector, which is the most rare of the human design types (laughs) and has a very specific decision-making thing that no one else does or less than 1% of the population. So if I had been telling her like, listen to your gut or like, you know, listen for those like clear Mm. intuitive hits, she would have been like, what the fuck? I don't feel any of that. But instead like her discovering her human design, like literally transformed everything for her, you know, to understand that she has this like very different way of being. So um, I ended up, but anyway, long story short, that's how I got into that coaching certification because I wanted to understand really the nitty gritty of like the mechanics specifically for strategy and authority. But then Mm. I discovered the gene keys. And so the (laughs) gene keys is like, so I think like so much more, I'm trying to find a good, I keep saying the wrong words to describe this, but I find that it's so much more precise. Maybe that's the word, Mm. very precise. There's like one place to look for, for your like biggest career gift there's one place to look for for your message like there's not like all these different things to put together so I like the simplicity of that and then we can layer in human design and astrology if we want to but my main focus primarily is getting really in depth with the gene keys because it can like I said it can be very precise and then I just really focus on with human design it's like make sure my client is following their strategy and authority and if they have some interesting things that are sort of more like rare or things to point out then I use that too but I'm much more focused on the gene keys with human design and astrology being like my supplemental like modalities it's so like as you're speaking about it I mean I'm sure you've like had this image before but it very much like it sounds like how do I phrase this there's like a matrix <laughs> and it's like you know like the universe is a matrix the cosmos and then that's where yeah. we're like looking at astrology and then we have like the gene keys which is how you're positioned within the, like the transits or like within the matrix <laughs> I'm like using sort my of, yeah you can't see and then yeah. and then you have like you know internally you um your design your human um yeah man I mean literally like yeah like the I Ching is described as like the code of life like the Mm. codes to the universe so like that's like what we get with the I Ching these 64 codes to the universe that stem from just a binary of yin and yang you know um and then astrology fixed that code onto the astrological wheel that's what human design did human design Ra Ruhu the guy who received the human design transmission mm-hmm. um and then chose to carry it out um like what he discovered with that transmission was where to put the 64 uh you know hexagrams is what they're called the 64 archetypes of the I Ching yeah. on certain fixed placements of the astrological wheel so now we know which code of the universe pertains to us yeah and that's why we can't have the gene keys without human design because the gene keys looks at where the sun was and where the earth was and whatever 
but and it's looking for the I Ching archetype, but we wouldn't know that if human design hadn't done the work to map it to the yeah. astrological wheel. So it literally is a matrix like you're describing. And it's fascinating that this was all channeled to, you know, different people who were just gifted this and their <laughs> their stories fun. are very their stories are very interesting. Channeled is a very light way of describing a light way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. the uh, what's the the real way of saying it? What's the tea? Yeah. So, okay. So Rat Ruhu um, is a, this is like the brief story. You know, I I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't say that I speak for these men, you know, um, like perfectly that I know like their stories, but the way that Rat Ruhu has described his experience um, is he, (laughs) what he, what he doesn't say is that he took a pill in Ibiza literally um, (laughs) and had, and then had this experience, which he, uh, had for eight days and eight nights, um, where this transmission, which was given to him by what he describes as the voice, uh, was forced into his cells is how he describes it. So, and he uses much harder words to describe that, that I'm not going to use because it can be a little bit triggering. So, um, I like to play just so, just so that, you know, and anyone listening knows in the, the world of human design is very interesting. There's a very, there's a side of it that is very focused on source and like, really only uses the the words that source you know mm-hmm. transmitted and then there's like people that change the language and so mm-hmm. a lot of people that are focused on source transmission would be would disagree with saying the word channeling because it really wasn't that for him you know it was like a like he was right. that energy that that transmission was like forced into him <laughs> is how he describes it um and so he had this this mm-hmm. and, and the thing that 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 is interesting about that is everybody in the world received the transmission at the same time because what happened in 1987 when he received that transmission was there was a supernova and so there was a, a blast of neutrinos which is the the astro- astronomical mechanics of how we get our human design imprinted which is like really in depth and we don't have to get into it but everybody in the world received that transmission he was just the one that received it clearly enough and then chose to actually carry it out you know other people had crazy experiences and didn't know what they had experienced or whatever Ra like actually like received it clearly enough and then like was brave enough to like go carry it out um so that's Ra's experience and he passed away I believe in 2005 so he's not around anymore unfortunately which would be cool because he's a fascinating man Um, but he thankfully created hours and hours and hours of lectures on the human design system so there's much source material to go and, and visit but Richard, so Ross, uh, his, uh, you know, born name is Robert. He's from Canada. Richard is a British man uh, who's still alive and well and actually quite young. I think he's like 56 or 57 or something oh. like that. Like he's like very young and <laughs> is still and is very active and yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. And is like, you know, on Clubhouse sometimes and YouTube and things like that. He's a really, really great and very sweet man. He was a student of the I Ching first. So he studied those because this is like a thousand, thousand, thousand year old text, right? Mm-hmm. He was a student of the I Ching first. He was a mystic. He was a poet. Um, and so he engaged with the world in this very poetic and which is very, very apparent in the Gene Keys. The Gene Keys is very poetic and sort of mystical and flowery. And he studied human design with Ra and he was like, wow, this guy like mapped the I Ching to the, to the sky. What the hell? Like, I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. And he had his own very interesting experience when he was 29 or he woke up in an enlightened state so it was a lot um uh it wasn't like forced (laughs) on him like it Mm -hmm. was for raw it was a much i think like more beautiful experience but he woke up and for three days and and three nights for him he was in this like very enlightened in a purely enlightened state he describes it as like anything he could he wanted to know he could know anything he wanted to see he could see anywhere Mm. he wanted to go he could go Mm. um and then (laughs) coming down off of that he had to sort of grapple with his own experience i in one interview that i heard of him he he was like i thought i was the messiah like i needed to deal with that you know because like (laughs) yeah that's crazy like if you have that experience like i can't even i have friends that that channel and are super psychic and it's like that's a lot to receive that kind of information but yeah so after that you know he sort of compiled his experiences and his studies because he had studied the I Ching and then he studied human design uh, and it ended up taking him seven years to write what is now the Gene Keys book and it as he describes it it's a book that wrote itself and that's the newly Mm. sort of updated his version of the code you could say again not his version like he received that transmission if anyone's super spiritual he describes it as being received from 
uh, Hermes Trismegistus, which is one of like, you know, the many avatars that sort of teach us, including like Buddha and Christ. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's a hermetic wisdom, but he doesn't say that anywhere, just in very specific interviews if you're like a crazy person like me and you Oh, because you can't put it in a book. Otherwise, people would be turned off from the (laughs) book. maybe i mean the book's pretty fucking crazy the book already turns up the people come to me because they're like i read this book and it doesn't make any sense so um because it's a transmission it's not like english language it's like transmitted living wisdom yeah so anyway if you since you asked this is the story of these two men and how amazing you know (laughs) at least the story that they publicize you know i don't know exactly all the details i don't want to speak for them but that's the story that they that they tell I so enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. <laughs> There's so much lore. I love lore. So I love like giving the lowdown. And I think Amazing. it's important. I think it's important to honor the source and sort of know where it comes from, even though I'm a translator of this work. So I don't mm-hmm. use exact source language all the time because that's why people come to me. Like I just said, because they're like, mm-hmm. I don't fucking understand what this says. Mm-hmm. So I translate it, but I always refer back to it. Hopping in here to let you know that if you have been interested in doing one-on-one work with me, if you have been wanting to jump into one of my one-on-one mentorship containers where we do the deep, personalized, intimate healing work around your trauma, as well as the big expansion work and the piece around creating your life and energetic expansion and all of the beautiful stuff that we do and I take my clients through my world, if you have been gravitating towards one-on-one, you've been waiting for the time letting you know that there are currently three spots newly open for March 2024. So if you are interested in either a one-month intensive, a three-month container, or a six-month container, these options are all available for you right now, and longer is not always better. So if you have been thinking about one-on-one, but you're not sure which container would be perfect for you, um, send me a DM send me an email and we can chat about what your needs are, what your goals are and how, you know, we can get you there. And if you are not listening to this podcast episode at the time of its release, um, you can always just send me a DM and ask whether there are any spots open for one-on-one. Typically, new spots will open on a rolling basis. So all you have to do is just hit me up and we can start a conversation. And if I am full at the moment, then I will put you on a wait list and your journey will begin when the timing is perfect for you. So all the details for one-on-one, if you want to learn more, the different options, you can find that in the show notes below. And without further ado, let's hop back into the episode. Yeah. The I Ching is something like I'm Chinese, right? So, oh, <laughs> and cool. it's something that I've like, like heard about as like this mystical thing through my life. And it's something that's, you know, I studied art um, mm. in college and history, and it was like very embedded in ancient Chinese art and like through thousands and thousands of years. And I never really thought much of it. I just kind of knew it was a concept until I, you know, started learning about my own human design. And I was like, this is all, <laughs> this is all yeah. stemming from the I Ching. I was like, what? Yeah. And then this I was thing I grew up around. About yeah. And I spoke to my mom about it. And she was like, yeah. She was like, I've, I've um been in like, I don't know, like learning groups before where we tried to read the I Ching. And she was like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's, too <much. laughs> it's too complex. It's wow. too much. Couldn't do it. So I have, mm. honestly can't even like comprehend like. Yeah. Do you have like, I'm so curious, like, do you have like memories of engaging with it? Like, you know, because you said like it was sort of embedded in the art. Like, do you have memories of like the maybe the first time you learned about it? Or was it just like, man, this was like always there. And like, I always just kind of, I don't remember not knowing what it was, you know. It was just always there, but it was never mm. explained to me what it was. Um, but okay. one way that it does really appear in like ancient Chinese art and literature is um, the poets really talk about the sublime mm. and in the sense of, it's like hard to explain, but it's like, there, there's a lot of like in ancient Chinese, they, they use a lot of like landscapes and they use a lot of like blank space and they talk a lot about, like I said, like the sublime mm. and us being like the humans being at this, not lower level, but at like the ground level 
and everything sure. is above, right? And everything that we can't see, everything that we can't know, everything that is available, whatever, like it's all up here. And that's like a theme that's always recurring. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Through literature and art. And so I never really thought of it potentially as a mirror or reflection of, you know, essentially like the system of the universe, really. Right. Um, but I, I think there is like a, a, not a, like a, there is relation there. So it's just yeah. it's interesting to think about. I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, it is like such an in-depth thing. And I I just went into a deep like I Ching study because I, I knew enough to like riff about it. And I knew enough to talk about it, but I'm teaching a course right now to train other people to read the gene keys. And so I wanted to really do a deep dive on the I Ching and make sure that I could like, if I'm training people to explain this, I want them to know what they're talking yeah. about and not just having had it picked up. Like it's, well, it's a line two thing, you know? Yeah. How oh, has it been? Like, Oh, it was so, it. Oh my God. It was the coolest. It was the coolest thing ever. And I created such a big module that I had to split it up in two parts. So I'm waiting to create <laughs> the next one in like a few months. Cause it was just like way too in depth, but yeah, like it's the, the I Ching is so fascinating. And one of the things that I learned through going deep with one um, author who I recommend her name is Benabel Wen. Um, she is very much a master in this space. I actually DM'd her and I was like, Hey, I like used your book and all your stuff on online. You have, you're such a wealth of read. She was like, Oh my God, thank you for messaging me. Like, that's so sweet. But she's like a fucking beast. And one <laughs> of the, one of the things that she, um, you know, brings up is that annotating the I Ching so annotating the 64 hexagrams is a rite of passage for East Eastern mystics you know and so for us like learning mm -hmm. it it's like that's why that shit's hard you know like like in the legend of Confucius who was like the one person who a lot of the um like specifically the annotations are attributed to whether it was Confucius or just his scholars is like remains to be debated but one of the legends that is told it's like he read he had to read it like three times to like then even have anything to say about it you know like and then when, yeah. when he finally got to it he was like if I had 50 more years all I would do is like study this so there's a lot a lot there <laughs> um, a, and lot. a lot about <laughs> the like sacred math and the way that it like comes together it's so interesting and but the, the basics for those listening, it's just these 64 mm. archetypes to describe all human behavior, all change, all phenomena in the universe. 64 yeah. codes. Mm -hmm. How has learning these codes changed your life, shifted your life, oh, your perspective, so business, all of it? Yeah. So many ways, so many ways, you know, the, so what the gene keys looks like is, is the 64 codes and mm. what the gene keys does is it splits them into three frequencies a shadow frequency is what it, the first one's called a state of suffering a state of victimhood where we somehow feel powerless a gift which is like our human genius and natural self like to be able to give to, to be able to use these archetypes to their fullest capacity in a human way and like give these gifts to others and then the city s-i-d-d-h-i which is like the enlightened frequency so i love to study it from the gene keys perspective because it gives us that path within that archetype on its own like in mm -hmm. in the I Ching it's they're described not with that sort of such simple structure like there's like it could be good it could be bad it could be this it could be that human design is sort of like it's either good or it's bad you know there's no sort of like in between right. and then the gene keys is like nope there's this like state of suffering within that there's a gift and then eventually we can reach this mm -hmm. like cidic enlightened state so yeah for me I think just on just just that, I bring that up first because just that as a concept has been so helpful, uh, specifically to see every challenge you as a potential shadow frequency presenting itself that has a gift within it for me to see. So it's just a different way to say, oh, they're like, you know, there's a silver lining or like, you know, every challenge has a lesson. But the cool part about the gene keys is that depending on your situation, you can look for exactly the specific challenge that you're facing, like the specific mm -hmm. archetype of the challenge. And then especially if you know your chart, it makes it really a lot more easy to see where that challenge is and then be able to look for what's the next highest frequency. So a lot of people are like, raise your vibe, raise your frequency. But the Gene Keys is like, hey, are you working with frequency 21? Well, the shadow is control and the gift is authority. Here's how you can like shift, you know? So I really like that's that's precision, like I was saying. That's why I like the Gene Keys. It's so precise. So 
yeah, mm-hmm. I think just like, <clears throat> excuse me, like ha- having that as like a lesson or, or having that as like a lens rather is so helpful because I can always, I can now look at my life with the lens of the gene keys and be able to pinpoint specific patterns that are happening and then be able to go read about it in a book, you know, yeah. very specifically and be like, Ooh, this is what's playing out and here's how to shift it. Or here's what the better version of this would look like. And then also if it's in my chart, this is like the specific area that it's activating for me, which could be uh, my relationship challenge, or it could be my client attractor, or it could be my money relationship. It's like, there's lots of like ways that we can just make this stuff very precise. So yeah. And to make it, that's like a vague way that it's made my life better. Cause I just use it all the time, but like in a more specific way, it's just like the charts, not just the gene keys, but human design and astrology. They're just a place for me to always return to when mm. I am looking for answers. And so for the last couple of days, I've had this sort of big, you know, like where you're catching me right now, this first week of February or whatever, had this sort of big like feeling of oh like the business needs to be overhauled like I need to like really shift some things around here and so then I can be like great let me return to my chart what does my chart say about business what does my 10th house say what does my you know uh, vocation say and the gene keys Mm -hmm. like all these sorts of things and it can and and they serve as a place for me to it reflects back to me my gifts in those areas things that I already know to be true gives me language to work with them and yeah. gives me, yeah, answers basically. So um, that's a more specific way, I guess you could say that it's useful. It's still, the stuff is funny because it's like, it can be very vaguely that it helps, but also very specific in some areas. So hope that answered your question. That is, that makes me want to, <laughs> that makes me want to get my jinkies read. Um, oh gosh, I would love to read your jinkies. It's really interesting because I, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, when you were younger, you would, you were really interested in like personality tests and like, yes, things like that. And I was obsessed with the Myers-Briggs growing up, like, right. Obsessed <laughs> and things like that. Right. Um, and it's, you know, the, the more I've come into, I mean, just the older I've gotten and the more I've come into, you know, my own spirituality, working with clients and understanding, you know, modalities for myself, I've realized how unanchored those personality tests are, right? It's like, they're really interesting. And I think they're a really easy way for a lot of people to start to understand self-development. Um, and, you know, to, we, we all, we all like to, you know, label ourselves and we all like to have that like category and that sense of belonging that we can find in like a personality type, yeah. But they're it's very different. Like human design and like it's it's anchored into your energy. It's anchored into you. It's anchored into the universe. It's not, it's it's truly, truly like a, a systemic foundation that you come back to as opposed to like Yeah, you know. it's it's unchanging. It's unchanging. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Versus like every single time that I did my like Myers Briggs, I would get a different answer. And I was like, what? what am I? What am I supposed to be? I don't get it. And it would change very drastically. Like I remember the first time I ever did it, I was an INTJ and I was like so proud of myself because it's like the the rarest profile. And I was like, oh, look at me. (laughs) And then, right. And then I was an ENFJ and then I became an ENFP. And then sometimes I was an ENTP and like all this fucking shit. And I was like, what? I don't understand like how this could change so much. And like, I haven't even really tried with Enneagram. And what's interesting is like, for other people, like that's their medicine. Like they love any, like I know so many people that like, they don't like do anything without looking at their Enneagram or their Myers-Briggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And like, some people are here to really find a lot of benefit from that. Um, and for me, I was just more drawn to these systems, you know, that are these yeah. sort of like unchanging energetic archetypes of who we are with like, again, you can make it as mystical and woo-woo and wacko as you want it to be, mm-hmm. or you can just make it really freaking practical and like specific. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So can a, you know, is it possible for, let's say me or anyone listening to this, if we look at our profile, how is it possible to read it yourself? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question. What's, what's interesting about the Gene Keys is that Richard, who is the founder um, or rather the messenger <laughs> of this wisdom, mm-hmm. the way that he like 
one of the ways, right? Because not all the ways he's de- designed his stuff a lot in, in many different ways. But one of the ways that he designed this work was for it to be a self-led journey. So if you're if you go through his courses, which are very affordable and like buy the book, like it, it is designed for you to be able to go through that journey on your own. I will say from being someone who does this for a living, I was able to do it on my own because I think this is what I'm meant to do. But the reason I have a living is because people haven't been able to do it on their own. So they come to me to like get that support. But that, you know, it does that mean that they can't do it on their own? I don't know. Maybe they just needed a little bit of guidance, right? Like you can still do it on your own. It's meant to be a contemplative journey. It's meant to be anytime you do a reading, like say you you receive a reading mm-hmm. or you spend a day reading the chapter on, you know, Jinky 21 or whatever, like that's not the end of it. That's just the start of it, actually. Like just you receiving that information is the start of you now trying to understand what that means. And, and the path is called contemplation. So it's like the, mm-hmm. the middle path between really concentrating on something and letting something completely go. So concentration mm-hmm. versus meditation, it's the middle path. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, some days I think about it. Oh yeah. What does it mean that my life's work gift is authority? And my greatest challenge is control. Oh, wait, well, I was really controlling in this way. Other people were controlling to me in that way. Oh, I used to control my food a lot, you know, whatever. Like you start to sort of mm-hmm. see how these themes interact and you'll start to get, you'll start to unpeel the layers, you know, of the onion that is each gene key and each sphere for you. The sphere being the areas of life, similar yeah. to like the houses in astrology. So yes, you could read it like, sure, and there is information that is behind a paywall. You know, the line information is is only behind the Gene Keys paywall. Um, there's, I don't believe there's any books with that information in it, from my understanding. Or if they, or if they are, again, you have to buy them, right? So it's not mm-hmm. like freely available. Um, but they're meant for you to go through them on their own. I also teach courses on this. Um, but yeah, it it really depends on where you're coming from. <laughs> you know, if you're someone that like me was already studying human design is what interest was interested in this stuff and knew that life's work is the conscious sun placement in the gene keys, which is your natal sun and astrology or sorry, na- conscious sun and human design and your natal sun and astrology. <laughs> and you understand what a line is. It's a lot easier yeah. to learn it. But if you've yeah. never looked at the gene keys before, probably not. You're going to see that chart. And you're going to be like, what, what does synarchy oh. mean? And you're not going to know what you're looking at. So there's lots of places to get support though. I do this for a living and you know, the gene keys people themselves are great. Just genekeys.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of places to get support. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes when I'm like, for example, when I was trying to learn my own human design, I was really overwhelmed. <laughs> I like yeah. saw those numbers. I saw this like chart and I was like, I... and I yeah, tried, I had like, a, I, I bought, like I bought into like, the something that gave me the whole PDF of like how sure. to read it and everything. And it turned me off. It turned me off. Like I mm. first found the human, like human design, maybe five, six years ago. And I, that's when I bought my chart. And I, I just, I like forgot about it. I like, <laughs> I kind of like just like archived it on my computer and I didn't right. come back to it until um like two years ago, really. Um, and so there's a lot to be said about receiving information and allowing yourself to receive information through a reading through someone who, yeah, you know, is, you know, has, has done the work and like who has the skills and who knows the technicalities. Um, 100%. Yeah, no, but that's the same, that's <laughs> the same thing about astrology. You know, it's like, yeah. like, I remember, like, I remember I was in, I was in, in New York in college. So I was like going to a club or something. I was like 18 or 19. And some guy was like, I guess like, I don't know. He was really excited about his astrology journey. And that's when I was not yet like back opened up to my spirituality again. And he was like, what's your sign? I was like, oh, Capricorn. He's like, oh, you like, you love to be like dominated and you love to like call your men (laughs) daddy and like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? Like how could you like just say this about me like you don't even know who I am like what the fuck it was so like weird to me and really and and then later as I would learn about as I kept learning about astrology it was like I just don't understand like how does this relate to me like I don't get it like da 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 again this is like I wasn't like actually like trying to look for any any study I I didn't even like buy a pdf like you I was just like Mm. looking up like free shit or whatever but 
then when you learn it from someone who can actually explain it in a simple way, you know, which is why I invested in that coaching certification way back when, because like that, that teacher was really, really able to translate the information in a super practical and like nitty gritty 3D way, which I love. Um, then I was like, oh, okay, this is exactly who I am. Got it. Like, yep, you have described everything about me and like everything that I want to be yeah. and like everything I'm good at and like whatever and everything I'm bad at as well, like all the challenges. Yeah. And typically what I'll say in a reading when clients are sort of like, you know, hearing their gene keys, I'm like, by the way, it should feel like a personal attack, you know, like it should feel <laughs> like, how the hell does this system know this much about me? Because if you translate it correctly, yeah. you should be able to hit on like very, very uh, intimate stuff of your own life, you know? So yeah, mm. I do agree that it does matter who you're getting, who you're getting the information from. And so, you know, the sort of how to how to make sure that is is like make sure that you are trusting yourself when you're attracted to someone and why are you attracted to someone and yeah. does the way that they're interpreting this information make you feel empowered make you feel seen make you feel like there's good news rather than you know I've had people I've had close friends of mine receive like astrology readings from people that told them that they were never going to make money in their life and it's like what how is that an empowering yeah. reading you know like that's yeah. and that has sent him on a spiral of like a couple of years now you know so like mm. I think knowing that there's never if you're if you're new to this like don't don't listen to anyone that's telling you that there's like a bad placement and like you know something that's like horrible and like unfixable and never changeable you know like all of this stuff including in astrology has a shadow way that it could present itself and a and a positive or gift or powerful way that it could present itself so everything is mutable in that way and no no one's here to never make money no one's here to like always suffer like that's not a thing so make sure that people yeah. you're learning from are like making you feel empowered and like you have the the information yourself to like make decisions yourself so that's what I would say to like approach that mm. topic yeah it's beautiful the universe is always supporting us <laughs> yeah Quite simply, the universe is one with us so it's always supporting you yeah, yeah people yeah. who use like phrases like good or bad is that's yeah. <laughs> and, and like the whole premise of these systems that I think is like sort of like an unsaid, like understood thing that doesn't have a name is that your soul chose to come on that day yeah. to imprint that energy so that it could carry out its life purpose. So it's mm -hmm. all like your soul chose it. Like your soul knows what they're doing. Like they came to this at that time to make sure they could get the best resources possible to like carry out their life mission that they signed up for. Yeah. So yeah, don't ever let anyone tell you that otherwise. Yeah. Speaking of life mission and purpose, I would love if it's available and comfortable yeah. <laughs> for you to share either like, I don't know, like, I guess we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but how this work has allowed you to transition into your own life purpose or maybe a client who has um you know who you feel like wouldn't mind <laughs> you telling their story <laughs> um yeah how they've kind of like moved through that integration mm. of you know learning their gene keys learning human design understanding where they where their placement is in this world and how has that allowed them to really really come into their purpose just a little mm. like inspirational anecdote for everyone listening <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah I'll I'll start off with this um way that I sort of see the journey of stepping into your mm -hmm. higher purpose which is the purpose of the gene keys like outright yeah. that's how they describe it like step into your yeah. higher purpose but also the journey of human design is like, you know, to become differentiated, to become yourself and astrology. I don't know exactly what their tagline is because it's such an ancient system that there's not like one tagline. Um, but my experience of it is when you first learn this stuff about yourself, there's definitely some stuff where you're like, first of all, none of it should feel like something you're learning for the first time, you know, something new to you. Like if I was telling you like, Hey dude, like you're actually here to be like a clown. And like, you know what? I don't know. That would be like maybe something really confusing. You'd be like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Like that doesn't feel mm -hmm. like me. Everything mm -hmm. I should tell you in a reading or everything that you should learn as you're learning this stuff is like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I've always sort of known this about myself or mm -hmm. yeah, people have said this about me or whatever. Like it shouldn't feel new in that way. So it's you'll home. feel some about yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll feel some like instant sort of like gratification and validation from those like quick wins. But a lot of times what you'll feel too is like, ugh, like 
I have the hardest chart. Like I have it the worst. Like I wish I could just be a manifester and I didn't have to wait to respond. Like looking at your gene keys, like the shadow of control and struggle and interference are the worst possible shadows I could have, you know, which are like the ones that you have, for example, Mm. um, some ones that I share as well. And so that was my experience when I, when I learned my chart, I was like, is it possible? I sent my coach a DM. I was like, is it possible for someone to just have like a challenging, com- like the most challenging combination of shadows? And she was like, everyone fucking feels that way. And I was like, right. So <laughs> then you have this experience though afterwards of when you do the deconditioning journey, which is the process of the process described in human design of like becoming more yourself and all of that. Um, you then have this experience where you're like, motherfucker, I got the best chart. Like, yeah, man, like this is fucking awesome. You wish you had my chart because that's what it should feel like for you, you know, to live your own chart. Like it should feel like Mm -hmm. the best because it's your energy. So of course it should feel like the most amazing possible situation. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think for like, for me, like one of the things that was really helpful is realizing, particularly in my astrology and in my gene keys that I'm here to be like a business mogul, (laughs) you know, like that, Uh like I'm here to be a business person. And part of the challenge for me was, you know, sort of getting like, I, when I came into the coaching world, I came from 10 for, from 12 years of being in the in-person coaching world. So like in-person development, like personal development seminars, um, you know, doing my yoga teacher training in person three times, um, having coaches, having that sort of engagement or that, yeah, that sort of support. And then like coming onto the online world and like seeing that everyone was like kind of scamming a little bit, like there were like scams and stuff going around, particularly for the business side. And so that really like put like that was really challenging. Cause I was like, wait, like, I like really want to talk about business and like, I want to be a coach. Like, that's like what I just came from. Like it, it was like sacred when I was doing it. And like my coaches were people that had been coaching for 20 years and like had been coached for a very long time and had gone through extensive, like learning to become, to, to master their craft. So I had a really high respect for it. And then I came online and it was like a fucking joke, you know? Um, and mm. like, like a common online scam. So particularly on the business side, like business coaching in particular. And so there was a little bit of shadow there. And sometimes it still comes up because I am meant to be someone that talks about business. So I'm going to have challenges talking about mm-hmm. it. That's the sort of like mm-hmm. catch 22 with this stuff. And so just remembering to come back and be like, okay, yeah. So I, not only am I a Capricorn son, which is the sign of like legacy and career and like business, I also have six Capricorn placements. So it's not just my sun. It's my Mercury, Venus, Mars, Uranus, and Neptune. So Mercury being what I'm here to talk about, Venus meaning what makes me money and like makes me attractive, Mars being like my driving force. So not only do I have that, I also have four Scorpio placements and Scorpio is the sign of like other people's money and like contracts and like that kind of stuff. And it's in the 10th house for me, which is the, the house that is ruled by Capricorn. So I, ha- I know I have six Capricorn placements. I have four extra like 10th house placements that are also Scorpio, which are like very business related too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the gene keys, like my pearl sequence, which is a sequence that's all about um, like money and like career and like prosperity, all of the keynote, all the keys that are within that, that sphere, which you have actually have two of the same ones I do are in like the chat, the, the channel of entrepreneurship or like the stream, the circuit of like tribal, like money making. <laughs> so like, so you have 44 twice in your, in your pearl sequence, which I also have 44 twice. And that gate is one of the two gates in the channel of entrepreneurship in human design. So like I just have a lot of this like business energy and whatever. And so I have to continuous because I continuously have challenges with it because that's mm-hmm. the path of the jinkies. You'll feel those challenges come up. I have to continuously remind myself like that is like what I'm here to do. <laughs> like that literally like that's my life's work is to talk about growth, to talk about growth and mastering the material plane, yeah. to talk about mastering the material plane, to reach a spiritual plane. My yeah. second house is Pisces. So like money and finances for me are going to be spiritual, you know? So it's like, it's very all, mm. it's just like so obvious. Right. So that's one of the ways that it's helped me I'm trying mm. to think of like a client. I feel like with clients, like so much of their experience is like, they 
like particularly with the gene keys it's like they didn't know what those words meant you know like interference synarchy like what does this mean mm-hmm. um and so when we came into coaching or readings or something like that we were able to take those words and make them applicable in their day-to-day life and that helped mm-hmm. them either you know with first of all it always helps them to like have like a big soul sigh of relief you know like yeah ah, this is who I'm meant to be Uh, But then in a more nitty gritty way, like we've been able to either include that in their marketing or uh, create certain offers that relate to that or or give themselves a title, you know, just brand themselves as a certain type of coach or whatever, depending on, you know, the gifts that they had. So because I talk about business, I'm going to be coaching entrepreneurs a lot of the time, Yeah, Um, you know, but I've had, you know, like I said, my first ever client, my reflector client, it's like, she was like really struggling with like, am I super inconsistent? Am I just like, you know, never meant to, you know, like know who I am and like trust myself. And she's a mom and her, she and her husband run a beautiful farm out in like Hawaii. And like by the end of our coaching, she had understood that her, what her cycles were, then they, that she wasn't inconsistent. She's a reflector, right? So they have like a lunar cycle. So she understood her lunar cycle she was able, she and her husband expanded their farm thing. And then because she knew that as a reflector, she's here to experience like surprise and delight. She was like being in the farm and the being in the center of the community, which is also a reflector thing allows me to be in the energy of like surprise and delight every single day. Mm. So like a very cute, like, oh, sh- sorry, touch the mic, like a very cute and like not necessarily the the big business dream that many other clients have, but still like a totally worthwhile and amazing life, you know, that she was able to like accept once we got yeah. through the human design part. So long answer, but <laughs> those are so my I thoughts. feel like, yeah. So I feel like the, the key word there that I'm like really picking up on is it allows you, it gives you permission to essentially yes. come back to you. Right. It's like the like like the deconditioning so that you can come back to what you've already known. And it's the struggle and like the struggle or like the resistance that we have to it is is the fighting of the condition, like the, the fighting against the conditioning that we have and like the process of removing it so exactly. that we can come back to us. Yeah. In the human design system, it's like we've all been conditioned to be a different type, you know, like generators all want to be manifestors, manifestors all wish they could be generators, like Mm. blah, 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 blah. blah. And then in the gene keys, like the Mm. shadows have been painful to deal with and we haven't been taught that there's gifts within them. And so when we, but when we see that the shadows is like, that's my path to growth actually. And here's the gift on the other side. And then we decondition with our human design and become more ourselves. Everything becomes easier. And like, I mean, spiritually, that's what we're all here to do anyway. It's like, we're here to learn the lessons so that we can complete certain cycles, you know, to go more woo-woo with it. And this is like (laughs) such a beautiful, yeah, like, like vessel system, medium (laughs) to like be able to accelerate that process and make that easier for yourself and make yourself understand, like help yourself understand it. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Oh. This has been such an amazing conversation. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank oh, you man. for sharing. So All happy to. Um, let everyone know where they can find you and how they can work with you. I know you offer readings. Yes. Tell us more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love this conversation too. Um, I'm on Instagram specifically at by Maria Henning. So B-Y and then my first and last name. And everything's there. It's super easy. Just the link in my bio. If you want to book a reading, feel free to DM me. Tell me you came from Jade's podcast. We can chat. Um, and yeah, Instagram is the is the place to be. Yeah. Love that. So with readings, do you do combined jinky human design or separate? Yes. Good question. I didn't talk about how to work with me. Um, yeah, I primarily focus on gene keys. So, uh, in terms of like working with me in a reading, we can do a combined human design or gene keys reading. I prim- primarily, like I said, I focus on the gene keys, but I'll do, um, basic or combined human design readings a lot as well. And you can find those easily on there. But if you wanted to take it further, I do offer like a full day session where we go through the entire gene keys, like golden path, like the three sequences together. Whole day. Um, if you want to do a whole day, yeah, it's a lot of fun because a lot of the times in the, in the, the single sequence readings, I'm just going to present you with a lot of information and you get a chance to just chat and ask questions, but we always want to go deeper. Right. And so I ended up adding this full day session so we can have like 
as close to unlimited time as possible to like really get into like, oh, and it was this and, it, and go back and forth a lot on like one specific sphere or something like that. So those are like the really, it's a VIP day. Uh, those are the, the in-depth, like super luxurious whole day to like get to know yourself type of reading. So we can go pretty simple and practical. Again, not quite like it's simple, but not like um, dumbed down, you could say. So yeah. we could do just a single sequence or a combo human design in a sequence or just a single human design, or we can spend a whole day getting really into it. So there's that. And I also teach uh, prolifically. So I have a lot of courses. If you want to learn how to read the gene keys, I teach how to do that as well in one of my courses as well. So beautiful. Love yeah. all of that. I might, I might book in a gene keys reading. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love to. All right. Thank you so much. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to do a reading for you anytime. Um, hope that the little like tidbits that I shared today were helpful looking at those, some of those shadows and we share some similarities too. So I can speak a lot from experience, but yeah, I have fun with your jinkies journey. You Jade and also anyone listening, like if you just start to <laughs> contemplate these words, like magic's going to start to appear, whether you, whether you get a reading or not. So yeah, it's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's the mm. last thing I want to leave everyone with. There's no right or wrong way to like approach this journey. It should be yeah. fun, sometimes intense, but mostly fun and like very, yeah, very satisfying. So yeah, it's yeah, very much like take it at your own pace kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. And it, it's going to take a while anyway. So definitely take it at your own pace. There's no rush, but yeah, thank mm -hmm. you so much for having me. This was so sweet. You're so welcome. And to everyone, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>